Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sports, you've tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring has been brought to you by Voice America Sports. Well, we have quite a few things that we're going to cover here today. Uh, one of them being the Donovan George and Librado Andrade um, result because there was no there was no fight that took pay, uh, place in uh, Cozumel, Mexico. So we're going to be discussing what happened there uh, in our uh, second segment. And obviously discussing the results of the strike force event that took on um, earlier this uh, uh, Saturday, and obviously the other one, the uh, the Andre Ward and um, Carl Frog outcome of the Super Six tournament that has been taken in um, in its place for about two years. And uh, we'll later on we're going to be uh, talking with Eric. Little Hands of Steel, Morel. He is my 96 Olympian uh, teammate, and we will we'll be chatting with him uh, later on in the in our segments. I also want to welcome back uh, my guest co-host. His millions of tweet peeps uh, have been requesting him all the time. Um, I already told them that I have him on the show, so I'm going to plead with him today to start telling uh, his uh, number one tweet uh, fan, uh, to Foria Warrior to please, please stop coming by my house and um, making a big ruckus. So, Larry Bruick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Good to be back, David. Appreciate uh, you having me back on. Uh, glad I was able to uh, sneak away. My uh, director let me sneak away from the set for a little bit. We are filming a uh, new movie slated for what? release September 2012. Uh, it's going to be centered around a man with a dream and a golden voice. Uh, Twitter movement has now gone mainstream. Larry Bruick's life story will be told. Oh, that's going to be all of what? Ten minutes? Or how no, long is it? It's actually going to be longer. It's going to be uh, about a three-hour documentary, David. A documentary. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and it's all thanks to Mario and the Tweeps. Oh, there you go, Mario. That that Mario Tafoya warrior, right? Exactly. Is that what you? That's what he calls himself, right? Exactly. Well, then there you go. Um, just please tell him to stop coming by my house with um, all them people that, that, that he comes with. Um, he's messing up my lawn. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to business, Larry. D-Rose, man. I don't know for all of you who are uh, 
um, following the news here around around for the NBA, D Rose our our D Rose from the Chicago Bulls just signed a five year ninety four point eight million dollar contract. That's every dollar deserved, man. What what a stud player he is. And not a, a, a bragger, a, a good, humble kid. And I mean, God bless him and, 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 and all, all the success and glory that comes with it. Um, they, they've, uh, upped their team better by getting Rick Hamilton, another guy who, who probably will make him, uh, go deep into the playoffs this, uh, this year. I truly believe that. And, um, I wish him nothing but the best, man. More success and more championships because that's what we want here, right, Larry? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you the the uh, the fact that we got Rip Hamilton was um, you know to me was huge that they signed him, that they signed D Rose now man they saved themselves some money because I think that Rip is going to take a lot of the the, uh, the heat away from Rose on the on the court he's going to get some more open shots and uh, and really turn into a complete player now that he's got somebody to uh, to kind of take some of the heat off of him so they did what the Bears should have done before Forte obviously he's hurt now but before he had right. the the big stats this year of um, you know of, of paying him before he got really good and, and sought after from other teams. Right, yeah. So that that's going to be a big blow for uh, Forte in, in that sense. And speaking about Forte, let's touch on the Bears, man. What happened last week, man? <laughs> I don't know. I slept through ninety percent of it. So it was it was, it was, it was a yes, it was a train wreck, man. Uh, poor Caleb Haney. I mean, I, I really I really thought he was the guy that was going to help us. Uh, move forward and, uh, have this season, um, you know, even though Color was doing great, obviously, but, um, I really felt that Kane, uh, Caleb Haney was going to be the guy to come in and manage, manage the team and, you know, get us the wins. Not by big margin, but at least get us the wins. And, it, uh, he didn't do that. He couldn't get one win in there, man. Um, and now they're going to put in, uh, Josh McCowan. Uh, what do we know about the guy other than, uh, he hasn't played, I believe, for two years, and that he was uh, uh, coaching uh, uh, high school, I believe he was doing, before he got signed up with with the Bears when uh, Color got injured. What do we know about him? What do you know about him, Lair? Man, I don't know too much, to be honest. He's, uh, <laughs> I mean, the only thing I know is that he knows Mart's offense. You know, I know it's, it's kind of changed a little bit since since um, Mart's came over to the Bears, but, I mean, that's really it, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can't do much worse than 10 for 23 for 111 yards, though, last week with Haney. I mean, that is yeah. that's brutal. You you know, I can do that. You could, uh, you can't do that, but I can do yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the, right. I can't. I can't do that. You know who was pretty impressive, though? We talked about him when he first, I think his first run went for like 80 yards a couple of years back. But Khalil Bell, he uh, he, he did some good stuff with the football catching and, and uh, running. So I thought uh, I thought that was the only bright spot. Well, I mean, obviously a lot of bad things have been going on with the Bears. Um uh what 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 can we say about this uh the the Dallas guy that uh got caught with um trying to be a, a drug kingpin? I think that was his only shot at scoring this year was the uh was, was him him getting the the coke and and weed. So it was uh I don't know, that that was weird. Uh, that was that was a strange one. And then we lose Johnny Knox as a receiver to that yeah, that hit was disgusting. Very, very, very bad, very bad on that. I hope uh, Johnny Knox uh, uh, recovers well and he can get back on the field. And uh, obviously not this year. Let him take his time off and, and recuperate and, and get back and healthy because he is one of the guys that uh, I think our, our offense needs in there. 
Um, he's supposed to now, be released from the hospital on Saturday, I think. So maybe who knows? Maybe he'll show up on uh, in some way to the game. I don't know how how incapacitated he is, but that'd be pretty cool to see him on the sideline anyway. Yeah, just at least on the sidelines, not uniform. I, I'll take that like that, man, because uh, health, health first, man, so health and safety first. Now, since we were talking about that, uh, the the thing about about the bear with uh, going to jail. Um, I believe uh, my 96 Olympian uh, teammate, hmm. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is going to receive 90 days in jail, uh, 20, 20 months of domestic violence program, and uh, 2,500 in fines. But the full sentence was six months. And um, he got, uh, I believe, um, three months knocked off because of three days he did in jail. Uh, what's your take on that, Len? Uh, I don't know. Floyd to me is, uh, I, I, he's a train, you talk about train wreck. He's a train wreck, man. He's tough to keep your eyes off of, but, but man, is he, is he annoying? Uh, I'm just <laughs> glad it'll be, I'm glad, but hopefully he's, he's, uh, he doesn't have phone privileges because I don't want to hear from him in three months. <laughs> you're, 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 uh, you're the worst, man. <laughs> That's my boy, Floyd, man. Regardless, I know it is. I, 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 regardless of, 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 of the way, uh, um, he presents himself. I believe I've, I've known Floyd since he was a young kid. He's always had this um, thing uh, where he knew he 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 was going to be great. And um, I, unfortunately, these are the distractions that come along with a uh, superstar, you know, status. Um, and um, it's unfortunate that, that this happened. And um, I, I wish him nothing but the best, man. And because um, he is a good guy, after all, man. It was all that all that stuff. I honestly, he does for for the for the cameras. But he is a good a good person, and um, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, also, now let's go back into boxing. Uh, according to uh, Fight News, WBC set uh, January 6, 2012, for a purse bid between WBC champion J.C. Chavez Jr. and the Diamond Belt champion Sergio Martinez. Now. I really don't think this is a good idea for uh, Chavez Jr. to be going up against uh, Sergio Maravilla Martinez. I truly believe that uh, Sergio Martinez is too much for Chavez Jr. I um, I would I would definitely hope that nobody bids on it if I'm Chavez Jr. And there's no way that's gonna make- happen. There's no way that Aram's gonna let let him get in there with him. But I mean, it, it, uh, the revenue-wise might be enticing for for Aram, you know. Yeah, even but Aram's a this... smart guy. You know that he he's the he's the type of guy that he's going to look at the long play versus the, the the short play, you know. And so he knows that he's got a cash cow with Chavez anywhere, but mostly in in Mexico or south, you know, southern U.S. So I mean, if he continues to do what he's doing and just make all this money off of them, man, there's there's no reason to put him in against somebody like Martinez until. He's got some more under his belt, you know. I totally agree with you, Larry. I, I definitely, you as a fight fan, know we've been in a lot of fights. Um, we can, you and I can always have a good conversation about uh, what fighters are good with that guy's getting knocked out or this and that, mm-hmm. because you have that experience of going out there to to the fights and seeing them. And you're totally right. I mean, this this I I, I personally believe too that this is too much for uh, Chavez Jr. at this particular time and moment. His his um his way to, to, to Sergio Martinez would be other fighters in that division to try to uh, try to beat and hopefully he can 
and they will, you know, um, move them up slowly like they've been doing. You know, keep them at that pace, building them up. Yeah, his last fight, he didn't, he didn't do too bad, but he didn't look great either. You know, he, um, he's not going to be, um, much to compete for, for Sergio Martinez. Um, also now let's move on to, uh, uh, the, I don't know if you read this. I read this on, uh, one of the websites. I believe it was Fight News. Um, NBC Sports Network is going to feature professional fights. Uh, this will be launched. Uh, by NBC and main events. They, uh, came into agreement and later on, I believe in April is when, uh, they're gonna start, um, doing some, uh, networking, uh, promotion fights. So, um, NBC is gonna be, uh, putting on some show fights. I believe they did that a couple of years back, but I don't know what happened that it, it fell apart. I believe, um, I, I fought on, on, on one of those in, in Temecula. Uh, for, for, uh, aim, uh, main events in, in one of those, uh, NBC, um, uh, programs with, which is tied into, uh, Telemundo. So that's, that's like a real good for, for boxing, I believe. You think people will watch it, Dave? I believe so. I mean, if, if, because the, the price of, of the fights now are ridiculous, um, I believe people will, will be tuning in to, to watch, uh, boxing. Uh, they're tuning in for, uh, 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 MMA fights. I, I, I definitely believe that they will, uh, be, uh, tuning in for, um, for boxing fights as well. I, I don't see why not. I mean, they've had before, ABC used to throw on fights and they had a big, uh, uh, crowd watching them, you know? So I, I truly believe that, uh, people will be tuning in to watch. I think it's going to depend on what I, I think it's going to depend on what kind of fighters they put on there. You know, I mean, you got to put somebody with some flair, somebody who stands out a little bit versus just the, you know, because I think otherwise you're just going to get the hardcore fight fans that that watch it. You know, I mean, like uh, kind of like Showbox was, even though not everybody has Showtime, but uh, kind of like that where you know it's good fights and and people that really know boxing are going to watch it. But I don't know that um, that if they if they I don't think that they can afford to put big names on NBC, but I, I don't think that they can do it without big names and have people watch so i think they're kind of in a catch-22 there yeah but i believe i believe they can do it in the sense if they put out the, the new guys the young guns that are going to be out there the up-and-comers and have them fight out there and obviously not fight um just anybody two new up-and-comers fighting together i think it's a it's a great uh uh fight for for the fans to watch um well we're going to be going to break and you can call into the show at 888 9144 or send your questions and comments to me by uh, clicking the Facebook or Twitter link. Uh, we're going to commercial break. Stay tuned for our next thoughts. Peter Khan fight. Our next time is called The Outcome. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? 
think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This segment is called The Outcome. And speaking about the outcome, there's two particular things that, hap- that have just happened um, over the outcome of the peterson Khan fight. The first one being that Golden Boy filed, um, uh, 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 filed a petition to review the case of, uh, of the appeal for the Khan peterson fight. So they're claiming that, you know, there was some bad judging or scoring keeping uh, scoring and uh, on the fight and they want to appeal that so that's one of the outcomes that came about that the other one which is a good one is that the mayor from uh, the district of columbia gave the key to the city to lamont peterson over his win um over khan which i think is um exceptional and great great for the kid considering his uh upbringing and um, everything that has he has gone through in life. So I think that's that's something very nice for him to to hold on to and and and, and enjoy. <clears throat> and well deserved. I think you could say what you want about the, you know, the decision or the points taken or whatever, but here's my thought on it is is if Golden Boy has some type of of knowledge of something that was done devious on on their on by the judges or something. If they have something like that, then I understand filing the the petition or the appeal, but 
you know, if it's just a matter of you not liking them taking away the points, um, you know, I mean, he did. It was a foul, right? I mean, it yeah. was a foul. So whether yeah. you agree that maybe he should have said something first before he did it, I mean, he gave him warnings. He just never said, I'm going to take a point. So it just seems a little a little weird to me that they, they have to know something about something in order to file that appeal. It can't just be about the scoring, can it? No, well, the thing is that they wanted to see the master scoring, I think, for the the, the, the one they keep, uh, the IBF keeps. And from what I read on, 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 on online and on Fight News is that um, uh, they couldn't find the that oh. night the, 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 the major scorecard, I believe it was for the IBF. Um, they couldn't find it. But then they found it two days later, and uh, it was all neat. So then mm. they're saying that, that there's something fishy there in, in that particular incident. So it's, it's up to them to decide. I mean, great, great thing for them, uh, trying to protect, uh, uh, Khan. But you're right, Larry. It does not take away from the victory that Peterson, uh, um, had that night because granted, um, I, I don't think it was enough, but he did fight him very well. He did. I mean, if if anything else comes out of this, is a is a is a blueprint on how to uh, make a beacon or 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 just throw him off key, you know. Right. And that wasn't so, a robbery by any stretch. No, of the no, no, no. I mean, no, it was a close fight. There were rounds that could have went either way. So I mean, for I, I just don't get the the appeal, except like you said, if there's something going on devious on the, on the background there. Right. Exactly. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see, and we'll bring you guys uh any information that comes out of that. Uh, I want to start off now by by talking off about Strike Force this past weekend. Um, there were some good fights, and um, um, the main event. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the main event because the main event um, really uh, didn't satisfy me. If you know Larry, every time we go, we'll go to an MMA event. Um, I tell you, man, I, I like the stand up, but um, once they give me, uh, once they get to the ground and start like grappling and and, and wrestling and doing all that stuff, they lose me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, this past fight, Gilbert Melendez and George Masvidal, they fought like boxers. They threw in a couple of uh, kicks here and there, but they just kept on moving around the ring and, and like jabbing at each other, one, two, three, four, and, you know, doing all that stuff, a few knees, and um, it wasn't entertaining at all. The main event was not a good main event for myself, considering that I wanted to see some wrestling, I guess. So I guess I, I do end up missing it, you know? And so um, I take that back. I, I definitely like everything about MMA. <laughs> so, you know, and actually the, 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 the fight of the night was the first one, the one between um, uh, Billy Evangelista and KJ Nunes. They, they both had a great uh, uh, fight. They both went at each other and, and fought great. They went to a decision. Uh, KJ Nunes won, but KJ Nunes won. I'm sorry, but um, it was uh, it was a good fight. I have to say that was the the most entertaining fight of, of the night of that one because um, there was another one where uh, Cyborg was involved in it, um, and that took all of 15 seconds, Larry. <laughs> 15 seconds. This lady is a beast, man. She went in there and just demolished. I, I, I forgot her name. I, I believe she was from Japan. And she demolished this poor thing. She just didn't know what she was up against. And um, she was out. She yeah, was out. That was, that 
that girl is, I mean, she uh, she reminds me of like that kind of, you know, we talked about the Tyson thing, I think last time of, of like, you'd watch it just to see what happens. You know, you, you, you know, something's happening. You don't want to blink. And, and that's kind of how she is when she's fighting is like, man, she's just a, a beast. Like you said, I think, you know, I, I would think that she could probably go into the, the lower weight classes and fight some of these guys and, and do pretty well. She's just a monster. Yes, she sure is. And she's sure. I, I believe she was off, off for 18 months. Uh, yeah. They said she was off for like 18 months, and to come out and and, and put a statement like that, huh? Whoever's yeah, her fighting no her next, there, huh? 15, 15 seconds. Uh, if if she would have fought, you know, three months ago, would it have been seven seconds, eight yeah. seconds, or uh, or what? Yeah, unbelievable. I have to I have to give it to her, man. She she's an unbelievable lady. Um, I want to talk to you about the the result of the Super Six. This was a, a fight that was, like I said before, two years in the making. Um, Andre Ward was the winner, I believe, justly so. Um, he outboxed uh, Carl Frock and just did a, a good job at it. He just clearly beat it. And let me tell you that Andre Ward does not have the experience that all these other fighters had uh Going into this, Jermaine Taylor was in there. Arthur Abraham was in there. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Green. And there was uh, some other guys that were in there. I, I can't think of off the top of my head, but they were all there. Uh, the least experienced was Andre Ward, and he became the winner. Um, went undefeated, too. So that was that was pretty nice that he did that. I, you know, the, we talked about the... the Peterson and uh, Khan fight and, and them doing a review of the scoring. You talk about a, this, this was a robbery, even though he won the fight, it was a robbery. And the two judges had it 115, 113 for, uh, for, for Ward. He, I mean, did he, do you think he lost a round? Oh, I, I maybe, maybe one just because of the aggression or maybe they, they, he laid back and, and took off, you know, maybe one or two, but there was no way it was a 115-113 round for two judges. Uh, the other judge had it more more, more clearly at 118-110, uh, which was definitely um, the way I saw it. Um, Andre Ward, God bless him. Uh, he, and he calls himself the son of God. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's unbelievable what, what he's been doing, his climb to uh, Olympic gold and now um, the Super 6 champion. Um, uh, they, that fight would be good between him and uh, Sergio Martinez. I think yeah. it would be a great, great, great fight because both of them would would uh, come out to fight. Andre Ward's kind of like a slick fighter, like uh, uh, Maravilla, and they both. And um, in one of the fights, you've seen uh, well in the Frock fight, he was in there uh, slugging with Frock, you know, beating yeah, him to the you punches. Can't, you can't stretch it and say that he's got any power. That's I think that'll oh. be his one drawback with uh, if he fights Sergio is, is the the power aspect. I mean, unless he can really frustrate him into missing a lot and being slick, you know, I think I think Sergio would get him. Yeah, and I, I think that's the way Ward would fight him inside and 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 messing with him and and stuff like that. I believe it would be a good fight. I, I just would would love to see that fight happen though. Um, I want to talk to you. About the Andrade, Librado Andrade, George fight that didn't happen. The non-fight. Okay. The non-fight. Yes, sir. The non-fight. Um, if everybody, anybody knows the, what happened is that, um, the, the contract for, for the ring size was 20 by 20. It turned out to be only 15 by 15, bro. And if you, if anybody knows that 
for Librado Andrade, that is like heaven because he's a phone booth type of fighter, you know. So um, George's people went in there, looked at the ring, measured the ring, and it turned out that it was only 15 by 15. I applaud George's people, George's um, promotional company to go over there and say, we're not having this fight. Because we were contracted, it was contracted that it was going to be a 20 by 20 ring. And I definitely do applaud um, them for standing behind um, Donovan George and uh, looking out for, for their fighter safety. Not too many promoters do that. They really don't um, understand what it is to go in there and fight. What is uh, What do you think about it, Le? I, I agree with you. I think um, that that was very smart by George's team to uh, to say that they weren't going to do it. I mean, that takes a lot of a lot of guts to say, you know what, we're not going to fight at all. I mean, you've gone all the way there, obviously in in uh, in Mexico. The you know knowing, and that was I didn't say it last time, but knowing that you know you got to really, you're probably going to have to dominate him in order to win by a decision. And now you're taking away his ability to move and, and do all those things in the ring. So it's a smaller ring. It's going to be easier for him to cut him off and, and get physical on the inside with them. And, um, man, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, career progression and him not being able to maybe win the fight and, and really causing a detour in, in, the, in the progress he's made in his career. Yeah, exactly. And now to, to the slap in the face of Don, this is Donovan's chance to go out there and, 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 put a name for himself, and get a title shot. Now it looks like they're going to try to get Andrade to fight uh, Butte. Butte. <laughs> you still don't know how to say it, do you? I don't no, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. He's still t- they're, now they're going to try to get Andrade to fight Butte. Butte or Butte. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't think that's a good idea for Golden Boy to do that because I think it would uh, diminish their credibility as, as a promoter because... This fight should take place because they had it in the contract. They should have been a 20 by 20 uh, ring, and they did not honor that contract. They should let these two gentlemen go at it again. Hell, bring it here to Chicago. You there know, you, want, you know, bring it here to Chicago. We'll definitely uh, be there to support. Uh, he Andrade is going to be like fighting at home. He's going to have some Mexicans, and Donovan is going to have all his peeps, and I'm going to be one. One of them standing right behind um, Donovan George. Um, so, you know, I, I just I just think that's what should happen. I think these guys should be given a chance to fight and um, let them determine who's going to fight uh, 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 Lucian Boot for, for, for the world title and not not um, uh, a court or anything like that. I think the, the fighters should uh, fight and uh, bring it here to Chicago. Um, so he fought here before, we're gonna right? be, didn't we? Didn't we see him fight in Chicago? Yeah, he fought in um, the Aragon. Aragon. Yeah, yeah, not George, obviously. I'm talking about uh, Lebrano. Yeah, stay tuned for the next segment, though. The Fighters' Corners. We'll be talking with my man, Eric Little Hands of Steel, Morel. Stay tuned. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. What does building a family mean to you? 
Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. The revolution has begun with Jim and Trav. Listen this week as Randall Eden, Shannon Young, Josh Fleming, and Joe Hosmer tell us why it's important to get our kids in the outdoors. Plus, Cat Daddy will have some catfishy tips, and Nick Rhodes has a new twist on wildlife management you'll want to hear. This is sponsored by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the Fighter's Corner. Um, I want to talk to you about our next uh, our guest here. He's a good friend of mine, known him for a long time. He's uh, actually one of my teammates from the 96 team that uh, participated in the games in Atlanta, Georgia. He's, his record is 46-2 with 23 KOs. He is ranked 16 in the world by BoxRec and number one in Puerto Rico. So he's a Puerto Rican brother, you know, and uh, one of the few Latinos on the 96 squad that, that participated. Um, he's 36 years old and he's in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, his name is Eric Little Hands of Steel Morel. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, good, man. Thank, thanks for uh, for being here with us. Um, how has it been going for you? I mean with um, uh, family and, and everything else in, in, in life other than boxing? I mean, everything is great. Uh, I have two daughters, uh, 15 and 9, and, and it just, you know, I'm just having a blast with them, enjoying oh, that, them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, the, real quick, did you get to catch that fight of the, the Warden Frog fight on, on, on Showtime uh, last week? Did you watch it? Yes, I did. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, it was a it was a very good fight. Um, um, Ward, 
he he did what he was supposed to, and and I think he did a good job. Yeah, I, I believe so too. I I think uh, Andre Ward is showing some uh, for being a young fighter, being a young champion in in his case, um, and and going into that tournament young and not that much experience in it. He came out a uh, two-time champion. I mean, so I mean, God bless him again, and and uh, nothing but uh, um, well wishes from hey, from myself. Hey, Eric, uh, it's Larry. I got a question for you. What did you think of the scoring of that? With two of them having at one fifteen, one thirteen. Did you think it was that close, or did you think those were way off? They were a little off. I mean, I thought it was more, you know, more um, wiser for him. But hey, you know he. You never know in this business. That's right. And the <laughs> wins, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, so I uh, we expect nothing but good things for for uh, Andre Ward and and, and Andre Frock. Frock, excuse me. <laughs> but let me let me talk to you, uh, Eric. Um, you how long have you been boxing for, man? Uh, I've been fighting. Well, I started training when I was oh uh, seven. Wow, wow. And, uh, Seven. I, uh, yeah, I made my first amateur fight when I was nine. Wow. So, and from that, that point on. That's all we know what to do, right? That's oh, it. That's Because yeah. I'm the same way. I started off at boxing at eight years old, and, and up until uh, up until 35 years old, I, I'm still doing it, and, and, and it's crazy how we, we still end up fighting. But uh, I want to get now into your last fight. Your last fight with, uh, was with uh, Jose Silveria, and you won a 10-round unanimous decision. Can you elaborate on that a little bit first? Well, I mean, the, you, you being in the business know how it is to, you know, um, not taking chances and, and, and so forth. Um, therefore... I didn't want to go, you know, like all out because I got bigger, bigger and better things out there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, I took my time and, and basically did what I had to do to win the fight. Okay, without that's that's being, with, yeah, without being in uh, in any kind of a uh, danger. All right, so 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 you didn't want to jeopardize uh, any 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 possible fights that are out there. Um, Insane and saying that that you wanted to take your time and and you know make sure you got the win. Is there a big plan for you for next year? Well, right now my next fight uh, it will be uh, um, Anselmo Moreno. He's from Panama. He's the uh, super champion for the WBA at the uh, bantamweight division, and um, things are looking pretty good for yeah. you know for that fight. Wow, there you go, man. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Eric. And uh, where will this fight be uh, be taking place if it, if it does happen? Most likely it will be in New York. In New York, New York. Yeah. All Chris right, David, man. road trip. Yes, sir. I think we're going to have to go over there. Voice America Sports, get the <laughs> credentials ready because I think we're going to be heading out to New York for um, uh, to cover to cover your fight possibly, Eric. So that's, that that's really that's good to know. Yeah, it'll be great. I mean, that'll be that'll be something you know, something that um, I would like to see. You know, just you guys over there, especially you that I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you since since I want to say 
the Olympics? Yeah, man, it's been a while. We've run, we've crossed paths at fights before, but never uh, got to uh, um, uh, hang out or, or talk anything since since the Olympics, man. And speaking right. about the Olympics, speaking about the Olympics, how how that how was that experience for yourself, Eric? I mean, it was great. It was uh, it was a dream, you know. I mean, there is a lot of fighters, and and not just fighters, but you know. Um, athletes that dream about being in the Olympics, uh, and 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 thank God and to my to my talent and my boxing skills, uh, I made it. Man, you sure did, bro. And and um, that's that's one of the things too that I can say that consider. Well, I mean, you have uh, a lot more boxing skills than I do in in, in that regard. But considering the field I was up against, I was uh, up against like the Zab Judas and uh, uh, the the Camacho Juniors and uh, other other young guys that were out there and uh, ended up representing the U.S., which was one of the best feelings in the world. Um, what are you? What are your expectations for um, yourself right now? For obviously for the next year. Obviously, you got that Anselmo Moreno fight, but what what else do you expect for you to do uh, in the, in the following year? Well, I mean, uh, first of all, we got I have to uh, pass Moreno, and then uh, if I do, which uh, I strongly believe, um, then hopefully unify belts with whoever whoever is there as a champion. And uh, just you know, keep moving forward, and and eventually move up to the super bantamweight division, and just keep fighting until my body just give up. And and about and 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 about moving up in in, in weight, and who who would be your target goals there? Well, there's a few guys out there. Uh, Nonito is one of them. Donaire. Um, there's uh, Fernando Montiel. Who recently moved up? Um, Mares, I think he's moving up as well. I mean, there's a few potential fights out there for me, that, and you know, that just you gotta take advantage of them. Yeah, exactly. And how do you how do you see how do you see yourself uh, going up against these fighters? Obviously, I think you have a very good chance. But what do you feel that that you can do there? I mean, style makes the fight, you know, and and, and my style. Being a boxer, and and I think it's gonna be a, a competition. There's gonna be a competition, that's for sure, because them guys, you know, there's nothing to play with. But I think that uh, my skill will will overcome all that, and and I don't have I, I don't have any doubts that I can take on all of them guys. Hey Eric, if you don't mind, what's what's the high point of your career in your eyes? What was your, what was the one the one thing you achieved that you thought was uh, was the top? Well, um, in August 2000, I won my first world title, and I made five title defenses. And then in um, uh, 2009, I fought Jerry Peñalosa, and for another world title, and. I gave it up, uh, left the vacant, and then I signed with uh, Golden Boy Promotions, and now, 
you know, things are looking pretty good for another world title, which is going to be the third one. That is awesome. That is awesome, Eric. Uh, what, what else can, can you tell me? What are you doing uh, outside of boxing? That, um, are you training people? Are you, are you helping out kids? What, what is it that you're doing, um, outside of boxing, Eric? Well, right now I'm not doing, um, nothing. I'm just taking care of myself. Um, you know, my family, my kids, cooking every day, <laughs> cleaning <laughs> the house. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, as far as training other kids and things like that goes, not at this point. Um, I'm just concentrating in my career right now and, and after I, after I'm retired, then maybe, you know, thinking about opening up a gym or, or, you know, something to stay within the sport. Oh, that's, that, that is awesome. Talking about cooking, Eric. Um, do you still go to Taco Bell, brother? Most definitely. Almost every <laughs> other day. Yes, I do. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I this, do. this, this is one of the reasons why we, we, we told, uh, uh, when we were in the, in the team, uh, Eric Moreau, he would love Taco Bell, man. He would be like, hey, every time we say, hey, let's go eat, Eric would be like, yeah, yeah, let's go to Taco Bell. We're like, man, listen, man, just because you're hanging around Mexicans doesn't mean we really only like to eat Taco Bell, man. That's uh, yeah. a white, <laughs> that is yeah, a white. I love, I yeah. love it, I love it. No, that, that is awesome, Eric. But um, where, where can people uh, who are interested in knowing about uh, Eric Morrell uh, reach out to you and find you. Do you have a, a Twitter account or a Facebook fa- uh, fan page? I, I do have a Facebook uh, page. You know, just uh, just type type up my name and, and it'll be there. All right. So it's Eric Morrell, Little Hands of Steel. Um, Morrell. I said I said his name twice. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. So you don't have a Twitter Twitter account. Nah, I don't get into none of that. You know, I just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's all right, man. That's all right. But I can guarantee you, you're going to get on it. Um, hey, I'm, what's just, your... <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy taking care of my daughters and, and making sure they are, you know, they healthy and, and in good health. You got it, brother. Well, Eric, I want to thank you for coming on Outside the Ring, and I wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank um, you. David, thank you. Appreciate Good it. Good talking to you, Eric. All right, we're taking your calls, 888-346-9144. Anything goes, so ask away. We've got to take a break, so talk to you in the Champions Corner. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports 
Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the championship round where anything goes. David. All right. Yeah. Question for you. So yesterday, I happened to be hanging out with some of my buddies from uh, from way back when. And, uh, well, it was Mike, Mike's birthday. You know Mike Malinowski, okay. his birthday. So we were hanging out. And uh, some of the people there, we were talking about the show. Because, you know, I do a lot of promotion for this show. It's not just <laughs> me showing up and having this golden voice. I got news for you. So, oh, okay. so Yeah. So, so they, you know, so them and, and then over the years, some people have asked some questions. So I was wondering if you're cool with answering a few of them. Oh, of course, definitely. And uh, first of all, let's say uh, happy birthday to Mike Malinowski if he's listening. Happy birthday, bro. Did not know, but go ahead, Le. All right. So the one thing everybody asks all the time is like the, the, the situation where you're fighting in a big fight. So let's say like the, the Morales fight that you fought in in Chicago where you had, you know, 10,000 fans and then the one in Vegas with Pacquiao. So, you know, those two fights, you're walking out and I was blessed enough to be able to walk you out at the, at the Morales fight and kind of get a feel for it, but I wasn't getting in the ring. So my mm-hmm. question is, as you're walking out, you got all this stuff going on around you. What, what's going through your head at that point? Oh, it's definitely, since I've been doing this for such a long time, it's um, basically I know i got to go business and go to business and go fight the guy. There's really the crowd thing, I don't pay no mind to it. Because for me, I've been doing this for such a long time that it's just like normal. Even when I was a little kid at 10, 11 years old, we would fight in front of at least at least a, uh, a thousand people every time for the park districts, the Golden Gloves, and stuff like that. You know, we, we had a big crowd, so the crowd never, never got to me in, in, in that sense. If anything, it was only <laughs> uh, climbing up the stairs, going up the stairs, and hoping to and praying to God all the time that I would not fall or make an ass of myself. That was the only... Like, that, like you did that at, was, the, at, the, uh, at the MMA fights we went to, huh? Yeah. Anyway, let's go to your next question. <laughs> All right. So uh, another one that uh, that gets asked from time to time is, 
So, well, actually, this doesn't get asked. This is something that I want to ask you because I'm with you a lot when we go to fights and stuff where we, we meet people that are fans of yours or are, are, are boxing enthusiasts. So they always have a, you know, um, a way that they want to tell you what would be best, how you should fight somebody or what you should have done in a fight. Um, how, do you, how do you take that criticism or, or sometimes advice and what do you do with it? Do you, you know, how do you treat the person that, that's telling you? Yeah, I'm Larry. I'm gonna have to answer that when we get back. Uh, when we get back from listening to this caller, Rita, are you on the line? I am. How are you, David? Hey, how you doing, Rita? Good. Hey, Larry, this is my friend Lira, uh, Rita Laguera Figueroa. Hi, Larry. How are you? Good. Actually, David, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the whole Donovan George issue. Okay. Um, you know. If you look at the boxing websites and everything, everybody's blasting Donovan for walking off on, you know, walking off because the contract wasn't adhered to. But uh, you and I both know as fighters that, you know, the promoters got to honor their part of the contract just like they expect the fighters to. So in your opinion, do you think it's mostly the fans that were the ones bashing him? Um, because honestly, I can't think of a lot of fighters that would not have done the same thing and, and, also, I agree with you that I applaud Donovan and his team for standing up for themselves. Definitely. I, I, I do think it's, it's just basically the fans and, and, and to be honest with you, mostly all the, 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 the Mexican fighters that, I mean, fans that were down there because they wanted to see LeBron Andrade fight and they wanted to see him in, 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 in a fight with, in a phone booth fight because that's what, Mexican fighters typically fight. That's how we fight. We fight in a fumble. For myself, yeah, I would have been like, okay. But it doesn't play into Donovan's uh, um, fight. If it has to be in a, it has to be in a playing field. Right. They put it in the contract that uh, 20 by 20, that the promoter was going to do their best to try to get it. That should have been a sign that they probably weren't. Right. right. Because, <laughs> you, know? you know, honestly, you know, if you think about it, Donovan's going to box this guy. You yeah. know, Andrade's a, a plotter. He just wants to go in there and swing. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of, and then for Richard Schaefer to come on and say that Donovan never wanted to fight anyways, I mean, that's crazy. You know, Schaefer's never been in the ring. He has no clue anyway. So he should be the last one to say anything to any fighter. And obviously he's never seen Donovan fight because to say that, that Donovan was afraid. Right. Is really, you know, he really doesn't know the fighters he's matching up uh, with his fighters. He should take a look at and see that Donovan, every time he goes in there, he goes in there to fight. Right. Whether it's bombing it out or boxing, he goes in there to fight and gives the crowd what they want, which is nothing but a great fight. And you can see he's in there loving fight. it. He's, he's, he's enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. He's dancing around. He's, he's having oh, a great man. time in there. Right. That, and, you know, that, and there's no, no saying what would have happened in the fight. You know, Donovan could have knocked him out anyways. But, you know, why, why give in to the, to the promoters when, you know, it's, People always seem that without, you know, without the promoters, the fighters are nothing. To me, it's the opposite. If there are no fighters, there's no promoters. The, so what the promoters gonna, have to be just as respectful as they expect the fighters to be. I, I agree with you, Rita. I, I, I totally understand. Uh, I talked to uh, Donovan's dad. I didn't get to talk to Donovan. I wanted him to come on the show so he could explain. Unfortunately, they couldn't do it because they had some other things to do. But Pete was telling me that everybody was saying good Good for Margulis for, for, uh, not letting Donovan go in there. Uh, Donovan, uh, George, Pete, and everybody else in the family thanked 
Margulis for not uh, letting Donovan get up there, which was what a promoter supposed to do. Right, absolutely. Protect, protect his fighter. Yep. You know, he's not going up there and giving them. And and let me tell you that the ring was fifteen by fifteen. That's oh, yes. that's that, that that's that's I applaud nothing, him. Man. I, yeah. I, mean, I, applaud him. I, I think it's a shame though that you know it. I applaud Warriors for coming out and making a statement because, it, in my opinion, it took a little bit too long for them to do that. Um, I was hoping that maybe, you know, some other people that are on his team, I, I know he's co-promoted and he also has a management team that you thought they would have stepped up as well. But, you know, if Donovan's listening, Donovan, you got all our support. We're behind you 100%. Definitely, brother, definitely, man. Uh, and I told him, hey, get him to bring the fight over here in Chicago. I mean, this Mexican is going to be behind Donovan George. Oh. Definitely, definitely. And so will Team Luera, for sure. <laughs> so. You know? So, so well, will Team Bruick, right, Mario? <laughs> oh, anyway, Arita, uh, uh, thank you so much for calling. Hey, David, hey, and Merry tell- Christmas to you guys. Likewise, thank and Happy New too. Year, baby. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And now, uh, what I was talking to you about, uh, what were we talking about before Arita uh, called, Larry? About, about uh, uh, people giving the- advice and giving you, you know, like uh, training tips and how you should fight somebody. How, what do you do with that? How do you take it? And, and do you actually consider it from time to time? There, um. From time to time, you might get a consideration, but if the per- if the person you know who's telling you, in the sense, um, can and knows a little bit about boxing, you might take into consideration, you know. This, but mo- most of the time, I don't. <laughs> like ninety nine percent of the time, I don't. I, you don't you don't take anything what they say to heart or anything. Uh, only the time that you take to heart is when uh, you know you did a good fight. And they're bashing you for it. I that's the only time I I I, I feel that they're wrong for it, and that's about it. I also got a a, a tweet from uh, the Tafuria Warrior. Um, no, you are not going with us to New York. If we do end up going, no, you are not. See, this guy is like a stalker, man. You really you really gotta put a restraining order on him, Larry. He's but, a stand-up um, guy. I think we need to, uh, <laughs> to applaud his efforts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, I'll see you outside the ring. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.